Watch and listen to the talkie news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Donation allows police to purchase tasers by Joanna K. Juvalis. The select board recently accepted a donation from Belmont residents Liz and Graham Allison for $101,325 to purchase 10 tasers and provide training. The letter presented with the donation from the Allisons states, This is a large gift for us, but in response to the question, What does the PD need? The Chiefs made a very powerful argument, the tools which allow officers to de-escalate situations and to keep all safe are very important. The Allisons, who have lived in Belmont since 1970, donate annually to a local Belmont to local Belmont causes. It is quite likely it will be the largest gift ever made to the town, said uh, Liz Allison, who formerly served as planning board chair on the Warren Committee and as a town meeting member. Liz said they thought a non-lethal option would be an important tool in the, in the modern police officer's arsenal and the retired Chief and current Chief James McIsaac have a good plan for training and are thinking about how they would implement it. With increased frequency, officers are responding to calls that involve people living with a mental illness or that are in crisis. By supplementing our pepper spray and defensive tactics training with tasers, we will not only reduce injury to subjects who are taken into custody, but will reduce the risk of injuries to our offices, said McIsaac. Select Board Chairman Tom Caputo said the gift to Belmont's police force will help ensure that the department is well-equipped and able to deploy the most effective technology in their work safeguarding the public. Select Board Member Roy Epstein said the gift will save lives. We have all heard how problems like mental illness, drugs, or domestic violence result in deadly confrontations uh, when police did not have an alternative to using their guns. I and my colleagues on the board give the Allisons our heartfelt thanks for their incredibly generous gift. Liz Allison said she and Graham thought the timing of the donation would be appropriate as the town celebrates McLaughlin's service and welcomes McIsaac into his new role. We think the citizens of Belmont sleep safely in their beds because of the police department, and the more tools the police officer has, the more appropriately they're able to respond to the situation and keep everyone safe, she said. According to Chief James McIsaac, there are over 250 police agencies in Massachusetts that utilize tasers in a less-than-lethal use-of-force option. Police officers want to save lives and the taser option provides us with that opportunity, even when faced with suspects whose intent is to do us harm, he said. And now over to my colleague, Claire. Thank you, Bob. New police chief officially sworn in. 
James McIsaac was officially sworn in as Belmont's new police chief on January 8th by Joanna K. Juvalis. Surrounded by his family, retired Belmont Police Chief Richard McLaughlin and town officials, James McIsaac was officially sworn in as Belmont's new police chief on January 8, 2020, by town clerk Ellen O'Brien Cushman in the select board meeting room. There was a public reception in honor of McIsaac and an opportunity for the community to meet him on January 14th at the Beach Street Center, 266 Beach Street. McIsaac's contract was ratified by the select board at their January 7th meeting. His annual salary will be $183,000. After an internal search with a search committee and outside consultant, McIsaac was appointed by the select board as Belmont's new police chief, pending contract negotiations on December 9th. On December 16th, he was appointed as the acting police chief. The assistant chief position will be posted soon, according to Director of Human Resources Jessica Porter. McIsaac will make the final decision on the candidate selected for the position. The process to fill the civil service captain position vacated by the recent retirement of Captain Peter Hoer will also commence soon. Porter said they will need to issue an RFP for an assessment center. Now, over to Max. Thank you, Claire. No Tennis Courts on New Campus by Joanna K. Juvelis. There will not be tennis courts built on the new Belmont Middle and High School campus. Superintendent John Phelan announced his decision to the school committee on January 7th. After being approached by a group of concerned parents and presented with a petition with close to 1,000 signatures, Asking the school committee to reinstate the tennis courts before the high school project is completed, Phelan committed to work closely with BHS Athletic Director Jim Davis and Assistant Town Administrator John Marshall to review their original assumptions on the decision made in 2017 to have softball, baseball, and a multi-purpose field in the space west of Harris Field and eliminate tennis courts. Phelan said he based his final decision on the, be on the behalf of the tax dollars that would serve the most people over the course of an entire year. His research determined the best option would be to expand the number of tennis courts at the Winbrook Elementary School property for use by the Belmont High School tennis team. Eliminating a field on the middle and high school campus would have a negative impact on baseball, softball, soccer, lacrosse, and field hockey youth sports offered in the Belmont community. Students and parents voiced their disappointment. By eliminating varsity tennis from campus and risking the permanent decline of tennis as a sport at high school, not helping tennis players feel respected or important. It is embarrassing to have a $300 million school complex and not a single tennis court, said Catherine Stiefvater. Phelan said Belmont Public Schools will make it a priority to seek Community Preservation Act funding to fund the expansion of the Winbrook tennis courts. Following the school committee meeting, the select board and school committee jointly met and unanimously voted on the request for proposal for a public-private partnership to build a new hockey rink to replace the deteriorating Skip Viglorio skating rink on Concord Ave, west of Harris Field on the BHS campus. The RFP is being advertised in the Central Register on January 8th. Proposals 
were due by March 20th. The school committee and select board, along with the town administrator's office, planning department, and town council, will vet all proposals received. If a satisfactory proposal is received, it is expected to be voted on by the school committee and select board by May 12th. Then, special town meeting will need to vote on it in, on June 1st. The RFP requires the private entity to build a facility with a maximum of one and one-half sheets of ice to minimize building lot coverage and to also accommodate three regulation junior varsity grass athletic fields for baseball, softball, soccer, two throwing circles, shot put and discus, and 110 parking spaces, 90 for student use and 20 for daytime use of the facility. The fields and throwing circles would be constructed by the town, but the private entity would be responsible for leaving the area for the fields and throwing circles rough graded to a predetermined elevation. Garden Street resident Jane Ade shared her concerns at the Joint School Committee and Select Board meeting January 7th that the additional land and parking space is being taken by a new rink would allow room for tennis courts. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Who Inspires You? By Joel Christopher and Falana Patterson. Few events in American history transformed our nation as momentously as the ratification of women's right to vote 100 years ago. As we approach the centennial in August, the USA Today Network, of which this newspaper belongs, is launching an ambitious commemoration of this major step to the universal right to vote. We'll do, uh, do it through interviews with trailblazing American women from across all 50 states in the District of Columbia, live events designated to empower and enfranchise, stories that cover the movement's victories and shortcomings, augmented reality experiences that bring alive the suffragettes in their struggles and triumphs, and much more. We believe it's vital that you are a part of this ambitious pro uh, project. In January, we ask our readers and viewers to nominate women from their towns, cities, and states that have made a difference on a state and national level in areas such as arts and literature, business, civil rights, education, entertainment, law, media, nonprofits and philanthropy, politics, science and medicine, and sports. We'll use your input and the help of historians, scholars, and other experts to highlight more than 500 women who have inspired us over the past 100 years. You can get started uh, nominating women at usatoday.com slash women of the century. We'll provide much more than a history lesson. Our project, Women of the Century, will inspire women, girls, and their allies to work towards a better America. We know that ratification of the 19th Amendment a century ago resonates today. Its echoes evident in efforts to advance women's rights in our laws, workplaces, and societal expectations. The past and present are connected in an ongoing effort to secure women's futures. Starting in February, through the combined power of 260 newsrooms across the USA, we will explore the constitutional change, what has been accomplished and what's left to be done. We won't focus solely on the women in the public sphere, 
We are excited to announce that in connection with Women of the Century, the USA Today Network is launching Womankind, an extension of our Humankind franchise, to celebrate unsung women who made the world a better place through their good work and example. We invite you to nominate women, or even yourself, through the form at usatoday.com slash women of the century. We're excited to serve as a gathering place for you to discover and remember the women who changed American history and to support and honor the women of today who keep the fight alive. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Residents Fundraising for Newtown Field Playground by Joanna K. Juvelis. Since the summer of 2016, a group of concerned Belmont residents has been working toward getting the Townfield playground renovated. Structures haven't been updated since 1995, according to Courtney Eldridge, who helped form the Friends of Townfield Playground and is also a member of the Belmont Recreation Commission. Last spring, town meeting approved $85,000 of community preservation funding for the design of the new Townfield playground with more modern, accessible structures as well as a new basketball and pickleball courts. This May, town meeting will be asked to approve an additional $640,000 of community preservation funds for the construction. The total project is estimated to cost $705,000, and if approved, construction should begin this summer and be completed by the fall. The Friends of Town Field Playground committed to raise at least $25,000 for the project. They've held events and established a GoFundMe page. So far, they are about $14,000 short of their gold. Features of the new playground designed by Waterfield Design Group, a civil engineering and landscape architecture firm, include shady and places to sit, eat and play. The orientation of the courts was also, will also change to face north to south instead of east to west. There will be a play area for toddlers ages 2 through 5 and a separate play area for older children ages 5 through 12. Eldridge said they are also working with parkour exports to create a parkour space suitable for teens to adults. The younger kid play area will encourage imaginative play, while the older play areas will be more intricate structures that can be used by multiple children at the same time. Both areas will include structures that can be used for climbing, swinging, and or sliding, Eldridge wrote in an email to the Citizen Herald. Eldridge said the new playground will benefit homeowners in the surrounding neighborhood, many of whom don't have large backyards. This is a densely populated multifamily neighborhood, and so many families meet here to play. With soccer being played at the adjacent fields, having a lovely space to meet and play will be beneficial for not only our neighborhood, but beyond, she wrote in an email. To make a donation, visit GoFundMe page, Checks may be also dropped off at the town treasurer's office, payable to Town of Belmont, with Townfield written in the memo. Now over to Max. Thanks, Claire. Surviving and Thriving Through the Winter Months by the Belmont Wellness Coalition. 
Winters can be tough for both students and their families. The excitement of the holidays is over. The cold and darkness has set in. It's a season of transition and high stress for many youths in Belmont. Middle schoolers at Chenery are ramping up for midterms, finals, and moving up a grade. Eighth graders face a time of great transition as they learn about and ultimately register for classes at the high school, anticipate their Washington, D.C. trip, and contemplate a new life in high school. Belmont High School students look ahead to midterms and selecting next year's classes, and members of the class of 2020 await college admission decisions and mull their futures after graduation. The Belmont Wellness Coalition offers these strategies for families to weather this season. Start a wellness tradition such as self-care Sundays. Family members can come up with ways to relax such as sitting aside reading for pleasure time, playing board games, or taking walks together. We are fortunate to live in a town with Habitat and Rock Meadow, beautiful nature sanctuaries that are accessible all year. Commit to doing something physical outside each day, such as skiing, ice skating, walking, even walking to and from school or borrowing a neighbor's dog to walk around the block, running or hiking. Get lost in a good book. The Belmont Public Library offers great online and in-person resources to help you find books to match your interests. Volunteer. The Belmont Food Pantry is one convenient option. Others abound. Start by asking friends religious and community leaders, and teachers. Learn a new skill. Cook a new recipe. Learn a new language. There are free websites such as Duolingo. Pick up a new sport or craft. Knit. Learn bridge. Pull out the Scrabble board. Get in touch with friends or family you may have lost contact with. It will brighten both your days to reconnect. Change it up. Try a different form of organization around the house. Clean a cabinet, rearrange a room, or try a new hairstyle. Create a stress relief station in your home. This can be as simple as putting markers, crayons, or colored pencils with paper on your kitchen table. It will be fun to see what family members do with the materials. Attend a concert, performance, or art event. There are many opportunities in town, and you will be amazed at the talent of our youth. The school concert schedule is, is at belmont.k12.ma.us slash bps slash fpa. Eat dinner as a family or with friends at least a few times a week. Connect and share stories about your day. Studies show many benefits for families who eat meals together most days. What are some other ways your family keeps active and healthy in the winter? Let us know by sending an email to the Belmont Wellness Coalition, BWC, at Lisa underscore score Gibalario, it's G-I-B-A-L-E-R-I-O, at waysideyouth.org. The Belmont Wellness Coalition, a program of Wayside Youth and Family Support Network, works to prevent and reduce youth substance abuse through evidence-based education and prevention efforts. Through a committed cross-section of Belmont parents, youth, school, town, and community representatives, the Coalition's goal is to promote healthy choices and positive decision-making. If you would like to learn more about the, GW, the BWC, call Lisa Gibarillo at 617-284-2649. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Police fire collecting donations for cradles, uh, to, ca- uh, cradles to crayons. The Belmont Police and Fire Departments 
along, uh, held along with the Cradles to Crayons, a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service Collection Drive. The needs are new, new or like new warm winter essentials for children up to age 12. Items most needed are winter coats, boys and girls, sizes newborn to adult medium, winter boots, boys and girls, sizes for your child, 0 to 13, and adult, 1 to 10, winter clothing, boys and girls, sizes newborn to child, or adult medium. Collection bins will be in the lobbies of the police department at 40 Woodland Street and at the Belmont uh, and at the fire department headquarters on Trapello Road. Fire department drop-off is available during normal business hours. Cradles to Crayons uh, provides children from birth through age 12 living in homeless or low-income situations with the essential items they need to thrive at home, at school, and at play. If you have any questions about the drive, please call Lieutenant Kristen Daly at 617-993-2554 or Kim Kaufman at 617-993-2202. And now on to my colleague, Claire. Thank you, Bob. Council on Aging announcement. Volunteer Driver Program is looking for volunteers. Is one of your New Year's resolutions to find ways to contribute and give back to the community? Our newly established volunteer driver program is always looking to recruit new volunteers who are willing to drive seniors to medical appointments, social engagements, errands, meetings, etc. Did you know that the Council on Aging Transportation Department provides approximately 750 rides a month to individuals? Even with that robust number of rides offered, we are still not able to accommodate anywhere near the number of residents that we receive requests sorry, f- that we receive for transportations from, um, from our seniors. Transportation is a link to independence, quality of life, and social interaction. Older adults who no longer drive are vulnerable to social isolation and depression. For medical reasons, some seniors are temporarily unable to drive. The availability of affordable and accessible transportation is frequently identified as the gap for older adults. The Belmont Council on Aging Volunteer Driver Program is designed to help Belmont seniors remain interactive with their community. Volunteers have no minimum time commitment. You drive when your schedule allows. If you are compassionate, caring, and committed to making a difference in someone's life, then we want to talk with you. Contact Marty Clarity at 617-993-2989 or mclarity at belmont.mass.gov to learn more. Now over to Max. Thanks, Claire. CPAC to discuss Internet safety. The Belmont Special Education Parent Advisory Council, CPAC, is holding a parent information session about Internet safety and cybersecurity for students, 6.30 to 8.45 p.m. on January 22nd in the Wellington Elementary School Community Room, 121 Orchard Street, Belmont. 
The focus will be for kids with different abilities and or learning differences, but all are welcome and encouraged to attend as the information will apply to all children and parents. Steve Mazzola, Belmont Public Schools Director of Technology, will be the lead presenter and will share strategies and tips for parents to ensure their, student, their students' safety online. He will cover basic internet safety, helping kids practice smart internet habits and stay safe online, set up parental controls, establish ground rules, strategies for success, and more. CPAC will also provide suggestions for online resources and technology parents can use to protect their students. RSVP by emailing belmontcpac, that's belmontsepac, at gmail. Social gathering. Morning coffee, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on January 23rd at Breuger's Bagels, 41 Leonard Street, Belmont. This is a time for parents to get together and share or ask questions with other parents who have children with dif different abilities, IEPs, 504s. RSVP by emailing belmontcpac g at gmail.com. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont. <laughs>